0: North Organic CBD is a new sponsor of Holding Court. I love their CBD gummies. They come in two delicious flavors, strawberry lemonade and green apple. I've had them both, both amazing. One a day and you're totally okay. I like to stay active, I like to keep playing tennis. I like to get in the gym. That's why I love North Organic CBD. Their products are made in the USA. They're high quality. They're specially formulated, broad-spectrum, organic CBD products for everyday adventurers. Don't forget about the very popular CBD salve from North Organics, immediate relief of any physical pain. I use it daily for my sore shoulders, sore knees, hips, you name it. It works wonders. Go to NorthOrganicCBD.com and enter PATRICK20, that's PATRICK20, for 20% off your order. Hi, everybody. I'm Patrick McEnroe, and this is Holding Court. Hello. Time for another edition of Holding Court. Patrick McEnroe here, and I am... uh, Privilege really to be joined uh, today by Dr. Jonathan Reiner, who you probably have seen and heard over the last couple of years on CNN discussing the pandemic, amongst other things. But uh, he's also uh, a a big-time surgeon as well uh, at the George Washington School of Medicine and Health Sciences, uh, mostly focusing on the heart. Over the years, even wrote a book, Dr. Reiner on the heart, along with um, former Vice President Dick Cheney. So I know you're extremely busy. You're just taking a call about some. Something that I didn't even understand um, related to the medical field. So thank you for uh, agreeing to come on with me for a few minutes. I appreciate it.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Patrick.
0: Now, uh, you know, I, I, I follow you on Twitter and I've actually mostly <laughs> I've watched you on CNN over the last couple of years about um, the pandemic and how we've all dealt with that. So I obviously want to get into that with you since you're such an expert on that. But I want to ask yep. you uh, initially about... Novak Djokovic, because I had mentioned to you on a message uh, about Djokovic and not being able to come into the country to play in the U.S. Open. And you, the word you use is very nuanced. And I said, well, that's exactly why I want to have you on to discuss the nuance, because obviously things as always changing. So what's your overall take on the situation with Novak Djokovic at the moment, not being allowed to come into the United States to play in the U.S. Open?
1: Right, so so let's take a step back and and remember that you know Djokovic first uh, sort of uh, uh, became controversial uh, last winter when uh, he uh, entered Australia and then was sort of denied right admission to Australia and then ultimately essentially you know detained. Placed in a in a hotel for a few days, there was court proceedings, and then he was sort of ingloriously dismissed from the country, and then banned from the country for three for three years for refusing uh, to uh, be ba- be vaccinated. You know, the controversy swirled around you know whether his reported COVID infection in December, and 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 again whether or not he actually was infected with COVID. Would suffice to allow him him to play uh, in in the tournament. So he's been a lightning rod for athletes uh, refusing uh, uh, vaccination. It mm-hmm. Sort of comes back in the news today with the news that the Yankees have uh, acquired in a trade uh, Andrew Bentendi, who also has uh, until now uh, refused uh, vaccination. So, you know, I think it was a really bad take for him. You know, last year. I think uh, we have just this trove of data showing both the safety and efficacy of of the vaccines in terms of preventing severe illness, and particularly last year uh, when uh, uh, Djokovic first came uh, you know, into into the limelight for this, our vaccines work really well at preventing infection. Mm-hmm. And countries around the world had a uh, legitimate reason to require uh, non-citizen visitors to be vaccinated in an attempt to reduce the amount of infection coming into the country. Right. And in, in the fall of last year, the U.S., uh, in, in an attempt to restart international travel, instituted a policy signed by the president, which required non-U.S. citizen uh, visitors to the, to the United States to be both tested for COVID and also vaccinated for COVID. And that made sense when our vaccines uh, greatly reduced, uh, you know, by about five-fold the chance of getting infected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but now let's fast forward to now. Our, our vaccines are still super effective at preventing people from getting uh, very sick, uh, needing to be hospitalized, or dying, but they are really no longer uh, very effective at preventing you from getting infected. So, somebody who's been fully vaccinated and fully boosted now is really uh, uh, quite liable to be infected with BA5 if they encounter it. Mm -hmm. somebody who is actively spreading the virus. So it's hard to make an argument that requiring a visitor to the United States to be vaccinated for COVID is necessarily in the public interest because the vaccines are really no longer effective at preventing infection. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Again, they remain very effective at preventing severe illness. So, so, So what is the point in... Restricting travel for Djokovic into the United States now, uh, if he is not if he is not vaccinated, the vaccines won't prevent him from acquiring the infection. Uh, plus, the United States—it's not like the United States has sort of locked down, and, and we're at this incredibly low level, and we're trying to keep people at risk of infection out of this country. This country has a massive amount of. Virus spreading every day. We probably have somewhere between 600 and 800,000 new cases every day. Mm. So the, the so where is the national interest in keeping an unvaccinated tennis player out out of this country?
0: Doesn't seem to be.
1: It any. seems like it. Right. It, 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 do, it doesn't seem to be any. Look, I think it's a bad take for for Djokovic uh, not to have been vaccinated. I think it's a bad example. It's not. It was never based in science, mm-hmm. and I still think he should be vaccinated for his own protection. Uh, and his concerns uh, about the safety of vaccines I think are unwarranted, as are uh, some of the concerns voiced by other athletes. Uh, the vaccines are uh, extraordinarily safe, and the risk to an athlete's health is much greater from the virus itself than it is from from any potential, uh, vaccine. But having said all that, it seems like the United States policy has implemented, uh, last, uh, uh October, uh, has outgrown. I think it's usefulness to the public health.
0: Yeah. Normally it seems like it's, you know, there, <clears throat> there's some lag time, isn't there? In, in a lot of these decisions that are made by the government, obviously they're looking at numbers yeah. and, You know, it it almost seems like they're they're looking a couple of months ahead. So one would expect at some point, just like I went to Paris for the French Open, and before I got, um, when I got to the airport, they said uh, on my flight, oh, where's your, you know, I had my vaccine card and all that. And they said, well, where's your test? You know, your negative test. I said, what are are we talking about? I said, no, you need a negative test to get back in the country. So, okay. So luckily, uh, Paris being Paris, you know, there was one right at the pharmacy. So I went and paid 25 euros and I got my test and I got on the plane. Uh, And now, of course, you don't need that. So now that's just changed within the last couple of months. Do you think there's any possibility That the government's position, because it's pretty clear the USTA, the United States Tennis Association, which runs the tournament, does not want anything to happen as happened in Australia, which you noted so well in in your introductory remarks. They don't want to be in the position to be doing anything against whatever the federal government says that the the government says they can't get in. Do you think that could change within the next couple of weeks? Because it would have to for him to get into the country to be able to play the tournament.
1: I haven't. I haven't seen any any uh, discussion that would suggest that the U.S. is going to drop the requirement for non-U.S. Uh, nationals uh, flying into this country to, uh, to be vaccinated. But it's important to point out that that this restriction on athletes is not the USTA policy. Right. This no. U.S. government. Right. Exactly. It's it's U.S. government policy. I think that uh, it had the policy as implemented I think it was October 25th of last year made a lot of sense when the predominant variant circulating in the United States was delta and the vaccines remained uh, quite effective at preventing infection with delta and it was certainly in the national interest to prevent visitors from this country from coming in with the virus right uh, but now but now that our vaccines no longer have that particular effectiveness, it, it, it seems like uh, an unnecessary uh, restriction on, on travel. And al- I'll also note that there's no such restriction on an American coming into the United States. So if you had an American tennis player who, let's say, has been training in Europe for the last few mm-hmm. months, who is not vaccinated, that player can come back into the United States and play in the U.S. Open. And what sense does that make?
0: Yeah, well, we do have a player named, his name is Tennis Sandgren, by the way, who uh, I don't believe has been out of the country, but he's a he's a big-time anti-vaxxer, uh, anti-vaccine, COVID vaccine, and uh, he's allowed to play in the U.S. Open, and he's been a proponent of allowing Djokovic to come in. Now, I just finished uh, earlier uh, doing a podcast with a very conservative talk show host, who basically said to me, he basically agrees with you that Djokovic should be allowed into the country, but his rationale is quite a bit different, as you can imagine, because I know you follow politics. And, and his rationale to me was this whole thing was mishandled from the start, the vaccines don't work at all. Uh, the masking doesn't work at all. Uh, the numbers suggest that uh, you know the community spread is similar whether people there's mask mandates or not. Um, so, since you are so well versed in that and much more well versed than I am, explain to me your response to that type of argument, which is obviously becoming it has been prominent. It seems to be getting more and more prominent now that people are getting the virus like I got it just recently uh, for the second time, despite being vaxxed and boosted like the president just got.
1: Right. So I had uh, COVID three weeks ago and I am doubly vaccinated and doubly doubly boosted. And I uh, waited two and a half years to finally, to finally acquire this. Uh, So, so this is what we know. And it's, it's really uh, not, not debatable. The vaccines that were, uh, developed in a unprecedented lightning fast way uh, at the beginning of uh, 2020, uh, were designed uh, to prevent infection with the original, what's called Wuhan strain mm-hmm. strain of this virus, the virus that came out of of China, and uh, the virus has morphed. And uh, and has mutated over the last uh, two and a half years. Uh, in an unbelievably fortunate way, our vaccines remain, you know, shockingly effective at pre- preventing infected people from developing severe illness. And, and and essentially, what's happened is the original virus infecting unvaccinated, virus naive people uh, would. Infect both the upper respiratory tract, you know, sort of your nose and sinuses and your pharynx. And then, uh, if you were unlucky, the virus would infect your lower respiratory tract, which is your lungs Mm -hmm. and create pneumonia. Right. And that set in cycle all of the, you know, the horrible consequences, which led to the death of a million Americans over the last, uh, Two and a half years. the the as as the as the virus uh, uh, mutated, the effective the effectiveness of the vaccines in in, in preventing illness has has progressively dropped. Mm-hmm. It's enhanced from time to time with the boosters, but with the latest variant. Even a a relatively recently boosted person is still at risk of acquiring the virus, but very well protected against illness. And 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 that data has been has been proven, I think, without any uh, you know serious. Uh, Countervailing
0: opinion. I want to just take this moment to remind you about Nella by Fit Biomics. Absolutely amazing. Uh, This probiotic and what it's been doing for me. I've been taking it now for a couple of months. The gut fitness connection. You need a healthy gut. You want to be healthy. You want to stay fit. Uh, Nella is an unbelievable uh, advantage that you need to take. You got to do it. It helps you sleep, helps you work out, helps you feel better gut health is, we know, so important to optimal health, athletic performance. You know, my athletic performance, you know, not quite what it used to be at 56, but I give it a shot. I've been hitting the gym here in SW19 in London, enjoying it very much. So check it out. Nella by Fit Biomics. You can go to their website anytime and check it out. They do an unbelievable job. It's www.nella.fitbiomics.com to get your gut health to defy your own limits. I think they're well protected from the current variant because of the vaccine, or because the actual, the, the, as you've discussed, the, the, the mutation of the of the virus has you know changed a bit. So let's just say, for, just for the sake of argument, um, that I never got. Let's say Novak Djokovic or tennis Sandgren, two you know relatively healthy tennis players in their 30s, um, get this new variant. Is it 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 seems to be like people are getting sick, you know, but they're the, you, you, not nearly as many people going to the hospital, so on and so forth. Is that because the the virus itself is weakened in a way, or it's different, or because of the vaccine, or a combination?
1: Well, it it it, it may be a combination, but I think the uh, predominant reason why so many people you know are getting infected but seeming to do very well, like like you and me, is because we've been well vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We have we, been we've been you know protected by, by the vaccine. Uh, there, you know, there is some question as to whether the virus itself is as virulent, as prone to cause you know, severe disease as 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 prior strains. That's a bit unclear. I think what is clear. Is that it's not more virulent than than prior strains. Right. So, so
0: seems to be, the, seems to be the, spreading. It seems to be spreading more, and it's easier for it to spread. But it's not as strong once you get it.
1: I, right. And I'll say that if you look at the right, and if you look if you look at the data uh, comparing the risk of death for someone who is vaccinated and and doubly boosted, or uh, has had two two booster shots. Someone right. over the age of, let's say, fifty years old, okay. who's had, you know, two shots and, and two boosters, compared to a same age person who is unvaccinated, currently, mm. the risk of mortality is twenty nine times higher in the unvaccinated person. So I think it's pretty clear mm. that vaccines dramatically reduce the risk of. Of, of death you know. As for mitigation strategies l- Like masks Look at a country like Japan Japan has 140 million people Or so They're about 40% The population of the United States But Japan throughout this pandemic Has had a total of about 30,000 deaths mm. right? The United States has had Over a million deaths So how is it that a country or why is it that a country, forty uh, percent the size of the United States, has had only three percent the death?
0: Well, my why, uh, my my it, conservative friends, who I've got a few of them, would say uh, that's because they're not fat, because they you know they have healthier diets, they take care of themselves. And what else
1: do they do? Right. What else they, do mask, they, do? they mask. They mask. They right. mask. They mask everywhere. Everyone is masked.
0: I remember. If I remember look, going. It, I remember going to Japan as a, in my twenties to play tennis. You know, going to and in, in, in different right. other parts of Asia, and I I was shocked all the people wearing masks in those years on the bus, uh, the subway, and so on. That's just kind of a normal part of their culture in uh, in some of those countries.
1: All right, So the Japanese have a culture that respects community. That respects the community at large, and they mask to protect to protect the community at large. And I'll tell you, Japan is actually a country where the the average age of Japanese is actually older than the United States. It's a relatively mm-hmm. old country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, despite having a lot of old people in that country, and 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 Japan was relatively slow to vaccinate their population. They had only three percent of the the deaths in the United States. Did they do? Did they, did they did they do? A, look.
0: Yeah, did they do a lot of lockdowns there, or not as not as much? I mean, in China, obviously they are, but not in in Japan. They did some, right? They, but,
1: they, they did some. Yeah, they they, they did some uh, in kind of rolling ways to, through through the pandemic, but they were, you know, universally masking throughout throughout this entire process, and. You know, if you, in the United States, if you look at school districts that kept masks in place, they had fewer fewer days of, of uh, outages of of uh, of having to, you know to uh, to go remote than um, districts that uh, dropped mask mandates. You can find examples on national levels and on local levels. Masks work, and, and why is that a surprise? We wear masks in the hospital all the time right. to prevent physicians from and and hospital staff from transmitting illness to patients at risk or in the operating room. And we've been wearing masks, you know, forever uh, to prevent uh, staff from becoming infected uh, from patients with known respiratory illnesses. Uh, you know, again, this is not this is not rocket science. And the better mask you wear, the better protection you have.
0: What do I? What, been- right, what do I say to my friends who say, um, "Well, you know, in the schools, the kids can't get it. So why, you know, the the masking uh, was was ridiculous at the start. You know, once 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 we got, let's say, past the first couple of months." when we weren't sure how the thing was spreading at all, you know, we were all cleaning our uh, vegetables and not touching things. And, you know, when I first got it, it was exactly what I was doing. I was in my basement, you know, locked down, not touching anything uh, because we didn't know. So assuming we knew after a couple of months, what, what do I say to my friends You say, well, keeping kids out of school, we we all know it's not good for kids to not be in school, but uh, even if they catch it, um, so what? I mean, they, if they catch it, I mean, most kids, you know, 90, what? 99 point whatever percent are fine. It's like getting the flu. What's our response to that? Yeah,
1: The response to that is uh, over a 1,000 children have died from this virus.
0: Hmm. And how many die from this? 1,000 children. Many, how many die from the flu on a, a year on average? You know, a handful. A handful, right. A handful. Do you think we would have all been better off Uh, in this whole saga with, uh, you know, masking is bad and whatever, that if we had not called it a vaccine, in other words, if it was, let's go get our COVID shot, you know, like we get our flu shot. We don't say it's a flu vaccine um, because as as you just noted, being a a medical person, the vaccine doesn't really work anymore as far as, uh, preventing you from getting it, which is what vaccines are supposed to do, right? So is, is is that, do you think if we could go back in time, knowing what we know now, should we have said, okay, everybody's got to get their COVID shot?
1: Well, I, I think people set the, set the expectations at the outset uh, in two ways. One way was that the, the vaccine or the shot was going to prevent you from getting infected and indeed for almost two years of this that's what that's what the vaccines were able to do but the more important public health uh goal of of the shot was to prevent you from getting sick or right. die, die from you know i i you know i i see patients in the clinic and every flu season i try and get patients to Get a flu shot, a flu vaccine. And we've known, we know every year that flu vaccine is not universally effective. Some years it's 50% effective. Some years it's better than that. Some years it's a little worse than that because they're always sort of guessing on what strain of flu is coming to the United States.
0: Right.
1: But what I, and and when I have patients say, you know, doc, I got the flu list, I got the vaccine last year, but I still got the flu. Mm -hmm. And what I tell them, is the same thing that, I, that I, I tell people about COVID, which is what that – even if that flu shot didn't prevent you from getting influenza, it almost certainly prevented you from getting sick, needing to be hospitalized or dying. Right. And that's the same thing right, uh, we have right now. But it became unnecessarily uh, politicized. A lot of uh, misinformation was transmitted to uh, willing ears. And there has always been this sort of under uh, world of vaccine deniers in this country, and, you know. And this kind of misinformation fell on uh, very receptive ears. Yeah, well that- and it was promulgated by by right wing media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By right right wing media, pumped this directly this misinformation directly into people who were very ready to receive it.
0: Yeah, and they continue to pump pump that information out. I see you just uh, responded on your Twitter recently to Trump telling ESPN my network that nobody's gonna gotten to the bottom of 9 eleven he said unfortunately. so you had a nice right. uh, response to that. Oh really um, right. <laughs> because that uh, Trump is going off on uh, as he's doing his uh, golf event at a Saudi back his Saudi back golf tour at his club in New Jersey. So there's that. Um, Let's get back just to wrap as we we wrap it up. And again, I appreciate you giving me all this time, Doc. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, Back to sports just for for a minute, because you mentioned the Yankees acquiring a player that's not vaccinated. I know the St. Louis Cardinals had a couple that couldn't go on the trip to Canada to play against the Blue Jays because they're not vaccinated. Are are we getting closer to the point where we've we've just got to – you know, let the, re- the restrictions go, or is, are we still not totally out of the woods yet? As far as, you know, what, you know, even my wife got pissed at me, doc, because I, you know, when I interviewed Djokovic after he won Wimbledon, uh, my brother said, oh, they need the politicians need to get out of it. They need to let them in the country. And I, I sort of backed him on it. I mean, sort of said to Novak, we'd, we'd love to see you in New York. So of course I got a lot of heat On my social media for that, my wife said, how could you, you know, defend him? I said, listen, I'm not defending, you know, I don't agree with Djokovic not getting vaccinated, but he's made the decision. My point, I guess, what I'm getting at is here, at some point, don't we all have to move on? Like we have to, like, I, I spent a lot of hours being pissed at people that didn't get vaccinated because, you know, the thinking was that's continuing the spread and continuing, you know, not to be able to live our lives normally, people dying and so on and so forth. Are we at that point yet?
1: Look, I, I've been yearning for a moment in this country where I see us pulled together. And, you know, the reason from the start, why people should be wearing masks, and when vaccines became available, why people should be getting vaccinated, was not just to keep uh, you or me from uh, getting ill. It was to keep your neighbors and the people you work with, your communities, from getting sick. And the reason, even if you're not afraid of getting COVID, the reason why you should be wearing a mask in a public place now is that if you have covid and you're asymptomatic and don't know you have it yet you know perhaps you don't want to give it to that to the you know you know old guy who lives next door to you who you just bumped into in in the supermarket right or the person recovering from chemotherapy for breast cancer right so that we have responsibilities to each other and i think that when i look to you know, to athletes, I look at them as 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 people who have a sort of a debt to the public, you know, and to to try and represent the best of us. You know, when 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 kids go to, to baseball games or, or they go to the US Open and they're rooting for a player. Uh, You know, you can say, look, these are just people you shouldn't, they shouldn't be role models, but you want them. Yeah. I look for a player to show me something that, that makes me want to, want to, want to reach the higher levels in my life. Mm -hmm. Some demonstration of courage or, or discipline or sacrifice. And I think during a pandemic wearing, (laughs) wearing a mask in public has not been much of a, of, of a, a, sacrifice. And you know, just getting vaccinated to protect you and the community isn't much of a sacrifice, you know, for yourself. But it's a, a statement of your uh, commitment to your community. And when I look at someone like Djokovic, someone who has made hundreds of millions of dollars playing tennis, who has led this incredibly fortunate life, I look to him for, to be some sort of a symbol of public responsibility. And despite the fact that I do think he should play in the United States, mm-hmm. I, think, I think he has totally failed to do that. During the darkest points in this pandemic, where he should have been you know, really seen as an example, he's failed to do that. And, 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 and what he did, in fact, was uh, display uh, selfishness. That's what his behavior was like last, last winter, pure selfishness.
0: Interesting. Dr. Jonathan Reiner, everyone here on Holding Court. I so appreciate all this time. Um, I'll continue to look for you on CNN. I know you're busy doing your day job, as I am, uh, with talking tennis, teaching tennis. So all the best to you, and I hope we can meet it. How's your tennis game, by the way? I'm mean, just ask you that before I let you go.
1: So I, I, I admit so I grew up in the, uh, you know, I was a teenager in the late, in the late seventies mm-hmm. and I have a two hand backhand, okay. not, not from the, the McEnroe.
0: That was my only, that was backhand. my only good shot was my two handed backhand was a, you know, my brother had a one hand or he was a great serve volley, obviously, right. but my two handed backhand was, it was a pretty darn good shot.
1: My two-handed backhand you know, it came from a guy named Jimmy Connors. That, he was I, I was desperately.
0: <laughs> <to>. <laughs> yeah, his wasn't that's bad. Who I was
1: desperately trying yeah. to imitate.
0: His wasn't bad. Well, if you can imitate that, you're in good shape. Trust me. N- never approached imitating. No, as, as I never as came a, close. As I found out one year at the U.S. Open, all too well. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yes, so do I, unfortunately. All right, Dr. Reiner, thank you again. And uh, let's stay in touch. And um, hopefully we can meet in person. And I appreciate you doing this for me.
1: My pleasure, Patrick. Well, my best.
0: Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.